Hey, welcome to a gluten-free podcast, the show where we'll be exploring all things gluten-free. I'm your host, Ben. Whether you have celiac disease like me, you're gluten-free for other reasons, or you just want to learn more about the gluten-free diet, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into it. Hi, and welcome to a gluten-free podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. My name is Ben, and in this show, we talk about everything gluten-free. I have guests on who chat about their own gluten-free journeys, and I share my own along the way. I started it up when I was diagnosed with celiac at the end of 2020, and I wanted to just spread some awareness about celiac disease and the gluten-free diet, because there's so many misconceptions about the gluten-free diet and celiac disease in general. So I wanted to clear that up for a lot of people and also give a platform to the gluten-free community. If you're enjoying the show, just take a few seconds and give me a rating and review on whatever you're listening on right now. It literally just takes you a couple of seconds and it'll help others to find the show. Before we get into things today, I want to take this time to acknowledge this amazing land of Gundangara country where I'm lucky enough to live on with my family and also where I'm currently recording this. It's the land of the Gundangara people and they are the true custodians of this amazing land. I want to acknowledge not only the Gundangara people, but the stories, traditions and living cultures of all Indigenous elders, past, present and emerging. Also, I'm not a medical professional, I say this every time, but it cannot be stated enough. I have celiac disease and I'm gluten-free, but what works for me and the stories of my guests may not work for you and vice versa. So always just seek out your own personal medical advice when it comes to doing anything with your health. Okay, with that said, let's get into the episode today. So this week in Australia, from the 13th to the 20th of March, it will be Celiac Awareness Week. And this is a massive week for the celiac and gluten-free community. It's a time when we can spread as much awareness as possible. It's tiring being a celiac. We advocate for ourselves pretty much 24-7. Anytime we go to an event, anytime we have a family catch-up, anytime we're meeting anybody new and they're asking about our diet, why we're on it, um, and the medical condition that we have. And we are constantly explaining it. But this is a week where we can take that opportunity to spread as much awareness as possible and really just let people know what celiac disease is, why more people need to take it seriously and get diagnosed and not ending up like myself and so many others that don't get an answer with their health and going from one health professional to the next without getting diagnosed with celiac and having that initial blood test and having the endoscopy or whichever way it happens and and knowing that you have celiac disease and knowing all the health precautions we need to take to stay healthy so I was thinking of what to do on the podcast this week, and I was thinking that for the seven days of Celiac Awareness Week, I want to share seven tips I wish someone told me when I was first diagnosed with celiac. So here we go. Number one, do not go gluten-free before being tested for celiac. I bang on about this all the time on the show, and for good reason. I should have listened to my doctor at the time and not changed anything to do with my diet before having the celiac blood screening done. I got way more sick doing that and my symptoms were horrible when I went gluten-free and had to go back on gluten for the gluten challenge. And you can hear all about that in my gluten challenge episode. And that's on the last gluten-free thoughts segment back at episode 14. Number two. 
there is so much more to celiac disease than simply going gluten-free. Having celiac disease isn't just about being gluten-free. Firstly, it requires us to be strictly gluten-free to the point where we have to be really careful not to have cross-contamination with our food. Um, and when I had my initial positive blood test, I was so naive in thinking I could tackle it uh, head-on simply by eating gluten-free foods. It's so much more complicated than that, and I definitely think the gluten-free diet hasn't completely healed me yet, um, but I'm only a year, just over a year, into the gluten-free diet, and I have no idea how long I was unknowingly doing damage to my body while this disease was activated inside of me. Obviously, the gluten-free diet is essential for us as celiacs, but it doesn't solve absolutely everything, and you need to work with your healthcare professionals to rule out anything else going on. I thought the gluten-free diet alone would be enough to fix everything going wrong with my body, and it's really helped. It has helped so much, but it hasn't fixed everything happening in my body, and I think maybe there's some other stuff going on, so I'm checking with my doctor to rule out anything else, and I'd encourage you to do the same if you are having lingering symptoms. And that leads me on to number three nicely, which is push for testing. If I didn't push for a test in the first place, thanks to a wonderful friend who also has celiac and told me to ask my doctor for the test, I may still not be diagnosed right now, and I would be joining that 80% group undiagnosed in Australia and many throughout the world. One of the biggest things this disease has taught me is to always be upfront and honest about what I'm going through. If something doesn't feel right, just go and speak to your doctor or the appropriate health professionals about it. At the end of the day, that is what they're there for. I'm now getting all the follow-up testing that Celiac Australia recommends, like the follow-up Celiac Serology. Um, I'll get the biopsy if that's needed within the 12 to 24 months being gluten-free, a uh, bone density scan, and there's so much more. So you can find all this follow-up testing information on a Celiac Australia's website or go to your country's celiac organization to find out what you can do. Number four, at times it really sucks and you will be glutened occasionally. Sometimes this disease just sucks. There's no two ways about it. Having a chronic disease isn't what we ask for, but unfortunately it's the cards we've been dealt. We inevitably will get glutened too, so I think it's unrealistic to think we can avoid it our whole lives. It's going to happen at some point, um, and when I've been glutened or I have a flare-up of some sort, I just try to put it in perspective and remember that it won't last forever and I'm doing my best. I don't know about you, but actually acknowledging the crap times instead of fighting them often makes it better. If I do think I've been glutened, I just curl up in bed, I take a couple of Panadol, I have heaps of water. Um, I like taking as much as I can handle, basically. I just pump it into myself uh, and a hot water bottle on the stomach too. And when I feel it starts to ease a little bit, I try to do a little bit of stretching or some yoga or really slow movements to get things moving. And I find that the sharp pains usually ease within a few hours and then I have lingering symptoms for a few days afterwards. But yeah, we just have to remember that it will pass and we will feel better. Accepting that there will be crap times, but also good times and times that we can learn from is really important in my opinion. Number five, don't be a hero and accept help when it's offered. 
I think we all have the tendency to think that we can do things on our own merit. And I think that's just part of being a human and wanting to stand on our own two feet, which is fine a lot of the time. But however, when it comes to dealing with a chronic disease that we have no control over a lot of the time, it is seriously beneficial to accept offers of help. I'm not talking about getting Aunt Betty to bake you something, bake a cake or something when you know for sure that she doesn't have a very good gluten-free preparation in her kitchen and she has no idea about the gluten-free diet. No, no, no. I'm talking about a family member offering to walk your dog if you're feeling run down, a partner or a friend wanting to do some shopping for you or catch up or just have a drink or chat over the phone to see how you're going. Wherever help presents itself and you feel it would be beneficial to you, just take it up. Obviously, do your best to return those favors so it's just not take-take from your end. But remember, people are there around us because they want to see us happy and healthy. Number six, the gluten-free community is next level. I thought I found a loyal community when I became a drummer and started joining bands and playing shows. Yeah, that's still an awesome community, but the gluten-free community, they are so awesome. Anytime I'm in the gluten-free aisle at the supermarket, I will always have a conversation with someone randomly and we will get talking about celiac disease, living gluten-free and just life in general. If I meet someone else with celiac randomly, we have just started talking about gluten-free food and rambling on about our disease and the struggles we share. And the online community, that's just a whole other realm as well. It's, it's amazing chatting to those diagnosed, not only here in Australia, but also overseas and seeing the commonalities we share and how we just want to look after each other and see one another healthy. It's awesome. And I think it's such a good community and I'm so glad to be part of it. If you aren't already, join a Facebook support group or hop onto Instagram and start a gluten-free account and just reach out to other celiacs and and people in the gluten-free community because we're all trying to do the same thing and just keep each other safe and happy. And you might just make some lifelong friends that you never thought you would doing that. And number seven, gluten-free food is awesome. The gluten-free diet cops so much hate, and I really think that comes from people tasting one or two bad gluten-free foods or hearing bad things about it in the media or by celebrities. I myself was really worried about never having tasty food again when I transitioned to the gluten-free diet, but it forced me to become a much better cooker and baker. So now my wife and I make awesome gluten-free food, and we also have the options to eat at certain cafes and restaurants, and there's so many products out there as well offering really great gluten-free food. It might take some searching, but you will find them. Go check out episode four. Uh, with Brad of Little Piggy and Mittagong, and episode 12 with Megan, uh, the owner of GF Eats in Balambi, Wollongong, to just hear how they're making amazing gluten-free food for their community. It really is great food, and so just don't be worried about going, going gluten-free. You won't be missing out. So there you go. Those are my seven tips I wish somebody told me when I was first diagnosed with celiac. Celiac Australia's theme this year for Celiac Awareness Week is shine a light on celiac. And they will also be focusing on the link between iron deficiency and celiac disease. A lot of people who are celiac have iron deficiency upon diagnosis. Um, Obviously, when the villi are getting damaged, that nutrients isn't able to travel through and be absorbed. And one of those things that can be lacking is iron. 
The other thing that they're going to be focusing on, which I think is such an awesome idea, they have been running for 40 years. So they've decided to light up 40 landmarks around Australia with a green symbol to shine a light on celiac disease. And I think that is so awesome. Uh, you will have the opportunity to go along and take a photo and upload it to social media and just absolutely just spread the word. Make sure you're doing the correct hashtags and just start talking. Just go out there and create conversations. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. That's what I've always tried to do when I've started up my Instagram page. I regularly write a column for Celiac Australia. I just want to get people talking about this and to get more people diagnosed in the first place so they don't have to go through what I and so many others do. It's so horrible having the health effects of going undiagnosed with celiac disease and it can lead to some horrible things. So if you have celiac yourself or you know someone who does, who's close to you, Go out there and go to these landmarks and just start talking and creating as much awareness as possible. And I'm also sure that Celiac Australia would love your donations. So head to their website and you can find the prompts to make a donation there. I'm going to do my absolute best to get out to one of these landmarks closest to the Southern Highlands, wherever that may be. So if you are going during the week and you see me there, please say hi don't be a stranger just come up and say hello i'd love to say hello to you and talk about the podcast and celiac disease and everything that's what this is all about i've got a few things planned this week i'm going to be reaching out to some media and some local people and doing what i can locally to just spread as much awareness as i can and doing my part to as celiac australia say shine a light on celiac so i hope you can do the same and I hope that it's a really successful week in spreading awareness and getting chatting about this disease. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me here on a gluten-free podcast. If you're enjoying it and think someone else would too, please share it with them. Also, I'd really appreciate you giving a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. You can find me on Instagram at a.gffamily or send an email to aglutenfreefamily at gmail.com. I'll add all this info in the show notes. Until next time, bye for now.